Monday night, May 6th at the Hyatt Regency in San Francisco. You're invited to join athletes and celebs at the Bay Area Sports Hall of Fame Enshrinement Dinner. Be there to celebrate this year's class featuring Olympic swimmer Jenny Thompson, San Jose Earthquakes legend Chris Wondolowski, Niners Super Bowl hero John Taylor, Sharks icon Patrick Marlowe, and the architect of the Giants dynasty, Brian Sabian. Be a part of this star-studded evening benefiting Special Olympics Northern California. To purchase tickets, visit Bayshoff.org. That's B-A-S-H-O-F.org. The San Jose Sharks fought through some lean seasons in their early years, and of all the players who wore the teal sweater, one of the most important was left-wing Johan Garpenloff, part of one of the great forward lines in club history. Garpenloff is a product of the Durgarden team in Sweden, where he played four full seasons of elite-level action before joining the Detroit Red Wings in 1990. A fifth-round draft selection of the Red Wings in 1986, Garpenloff's first full NHL season saw him produce 18 goals and 40 points on a Detroit team that featured Steve Iserman and Sergei Fedorov. On November 23, 1990, in a game at Joe Louis Arena against St. Louis, Johan scored four goals, which proved to be a career high. After that season, he joined Sweden's national team at the IIHF World Championships, and he scored four goals in another game en route to a dramatic gold medal. But the next season, Johan's playing time in Detroit was curtailed, and he split time between the Red Wings and their American Hockey League club in Adirondack. On March 3, 1992, he was traded to the Sharks in exchange for defenseman Bob McGill and an eighth-round selection in the 92 NHL entry draft. From that point on, his entire career would be focused on the NHL, and his greatest moments were just ahead in a San Jose uniform. Now, a lot of people remember Johan Garpenloff being the left wing on that fabulous line with two of the greatest players in hockey history, Igor Larionov and Sergei Makarov. But it's often forgotten that in his first two years as a Shark, Garpenloff found some great chemistry with another set of line mates, Kelly Kissio and Rob Goodrow. On December 3, 1992, in a game against the Hartford Whalers at the Cow Palace, Johan began the night with a primary assist on Goodrow's very first National Hockey League goal. Karpenloff now playing in the defensive mold on left wing, skates in back of the net with the puck, lost it to the four-checking Craven, recovered though by Zmoldek, and he'll wing one around to the near boards. Wilson tries to go for it, he runs into Burt. Knocks him to the ice, comes up with a puck and feeds it at center, and Garpenloff has it. Moves across the line, drop pass, Goodrow shoots, let's go! shot from 40 feet out it went off the pads of Burke the first NHL goal for Rob Goodrow ties the score at two then in the third period Johan would combine with Kissio to get the puck back to Rob Goodrow for his second goal San Jose has the puck off the faceoff. They flick it into the Whalers' zone. Stop side of a net by goaltender Sean Burke. Winds it around the near boards. Kelly Kissio picks up, overskated. Mark Janssen's recovers. Loses on the check to Garpenloff, but Zalapski is able to clear to center. All the way back to the Sharks' blue line, and back skating there is Rob Zettler. He tosses it to center. Sharks moving from left to right. Goodrow, nice move around the defense. Shoot, score!
scores his second goal of the game after a brilliant move around the Hartford defense at the blue line. Another rip-roaring shot that beats Sean Burke. The Sharks get a big lift. The score is now Hartford 5, San Jose 3. Three minutes and six seconds later, Johan would again pick up an assist on Goodrow's historic third goal of the night. Jason Moore applying the check, ramming the Hartford players into the board. Sanderson working it free, looking for Castles in the slot, goes through to the point. Weinrich's shot blocked. Goodrow recovers and feeds it up the ice to Garfinlaw. A pass in the left for Kissio. One-on-one against Agnew. Kissio puts on the brakes. Cross ice. Goodrow goes for the hat-trick. He shoots. He scores! in San Jose Sharks history. His first three NHL goals and hats are all over the ice. The rookie from Providence College makes it a one-goal game. It's Hartford 5 and San Jose 4. It was a special evening. Garpenloff and Kissio each scored a goal and three assists while Goodrow picked up the franchise's first ever hat trick. But the real magic in Johan Garpenloff's Sharks career would take place the very next season when San Jose acquired the services of both Igor Larionov and Sergei Makarov, and, needing a winger who would blend well with their style of hockey, Larionov asked coach Kevin Constantine to put Garpenloff with them, and the rest is history. In their very first season at SAP Center, the Sharks would begin the year at a less-than-positive 0-8-1, but they fought their way back into contention, and they qualified for the Stanley Cup playoffs for the very first time ever. Wouldn't you know it, they faced Johan's former team, the heavily favored Red Wings, in round one, and we all know what happened there. 2-2 the score, 7-11 to go in the third period. Sharks need to be lucky, and they have it in the corner. They throw it around the far boards, but it's picked up by Detroit, and they cleared it to center zone. Knocked down at the Sharks bench. Dalton knocks it down, leads it to Ellick. Todd Ellick cruises across the line, spins on the near boards, looking for a man to pass it to. Sends one cross ice. Jason Moore tries to keep it in, but can't, and the Sharks hurry back to play defense. Detroit's Ray Shepard charging the center. Knocked down by Cronin. Good play by Cronin. He headbands now to Whitney. And Whitney throws it from the red line inside the Detroit zone. Right side of Osgood. He plays it. He tries to shoot it. He gives it away. Baker shoots. Score! Jamie Baker intercepts Chris Osgood's pass in the corner. And his shot from 45 feet out beats the fallen goaltender. The Sharks lead it 3-2. to Yes, San Jose had shocked the hockey world, and they continued on to Toronto to take on the Maple Leafs in a round-two classic that went the full seven games. Garpenloff picked up two goals and three assists in that series, but it was a chance in overtime in Game 6 that didn't go in that will always be remembered. Here's Osborne with it, shooting into the shark zone off the boards. Bill Berg trying to fire it, sent back behind the net. Gilmore reached for it, couldn't get it, and here comes Sanders Ozelinch up the ice. Clear to center to Garpenloff. Underway in overtime as the Sharks moving from left to right. Game tied at two. Next goal will win it, whether it's scored by either team. Here's Makarov to Garpenloff. Shoots, hit the post! Johan Garpenloff hits the post with a slap shot from 55 feet out that had Potvan beaten. Off the crossbar. Just like that. And shortly afterwards, Sandus Uzelinch had a chance to win it too. Sylvain Lefebvre knocks it down. 
and throws it back to Sharks territory. Wendell Clark with two goals, tries the angle drive, blocked by Ozelinch, but Clark gets the puck back to Gilmore in the corner, checked by Makarov, Makarov to Clark, wings it around the boards to the far side, and Lefebvre will keep it in. On his backhand, he pushes to the corner, but Makarov picks up and throws it out. Sharks have a three-on-two. Here they are. Ozelinch up to Larianov on the right. Has Garpinov breaking for the goal. In front to Ozelinch. He threw it back to Larianov. Why didn't he shoot the puck? Makarov on the point, drives it. It's wide of a net, and it winds up in the seats. The question on everybody's mind is, why didn't Sanders Ozelinch shoot the puck? He had it perfectly placed in the slot, and he didn't. A magical season had come to an end, and an amazing chapter in San Jose Sharks history. It was almost time for Garpenloff to move on, too, as his time with the Sharks would end the very next season when he was traded to the Florida Panthers for a conditional draft pick. He helped Florida reach the Stanley Cup final in 1996, and then he finished his playing career with the expansion Atlanta Thrashers. Since that time, Johan has distinguished himself as a coach, including several years as the man behind Sweden's national team. We got a chance to visit with him in a recent visit to San Jose when he was scouting players for his country, and we reminisced about all of those golden days gone by. Well, it is my great pleasure to welcome you to our broadcast, Johan, and we are using this forum to speak to all of our alumni about their times with San Jose. And here we are in downtown San Jose all those years later after you played for the hockey team. Uh, does it still give you just a great memory to come back to San Jose and relive all of those days you had with the Sharks? Uh, for sure. Uh, every time I fly in here to San Jose, I, I get that good feeling. Uh, I really enjoyed playing here. Uh, I, uh, we had some some success here with the team. Uh, I had to play with uh, two of my idols uh, here too, uh, Larry Orno and Macro. So I had uh, a really good three and a half years here. When it all started though, the Sharks weren't playing in San Jose. You were acquired from the Red Wings and Sharks were playing in the Cow Palace, and I remember that uh, that you were paired up with Kelly Kissio on a line, and that turned out to be a, a really good tandem too. But what about that special time when this team was brand new, and you came to this team and nobody really knew what was going to happen, and then you experienced it? Uh, well, for for me, it was a really good move uh, to come here and to get the ice time. I didn't get much ice time in Detroit, and then I. Had to play with Kelly Kissio, uh, very underrated player, I think. Uh, he's one of the better centermen I ever played with. Uh, we had a good chemistry that year. Uh, so, um, and then uh, with the team, uh, you never know how long it's going to take a t- new team to get good. Uh, so, but when I came here, everything was to get the opportunity to play again and, and uh, get some games in and, and perform well. Do you have any particular memory that, that that comes back from those Cow Palace years that just sticks with you? Uh, yeah, I used to uh, the rodeo that came in every year there, and we uh, were out. I think with the road trip for 28 days, one year there, so it was a tough road trip. Uh, and then uh, different building and it was not made for hockey so uh, and then great fans too uh, I really enjoyed playing there it was uh, uh, old school hockey in there uh, and and the fans like I said was really well uh, taking care of us there one person that you did get to play with is now in the Hockey Hall of Fame that's Doug Wilson he was inducted just recently into uh, the most honorable position in hockey uh, tell us what it was like to have Doug as a captain and uh, what he was like as a teammate 
Uh, well, as a player, he was obviously really good. He's in the Hall of Fame now. Uh, but I think he was a really great person. He took care of everybody. He, um, um, he took care of me, um, welcomed me. Uh, so um, I have only good things to say about him. It comes back full circle, really, for you, because Djurgården has a great reputation in Sweden, which is the where you played and where so many uh, Sharks players have played through that system. Uh, tell us about the history of that team and, and why that's such a special franchise. Uh, well, uh, it's, it's an old team. Uh, they, uh, they started out in 1891, so the history is really long. Uh, they, they have most cups in Sweden. Um, they, uh, they have a great, uh, uh, well, uh, they have a system where they have juniors there and, and they produce lots of players through that system up to the elite team. Uh, they've been doing that for, for many years. They know what they're doing. Uh, and that shows in the, how many players come over here through that system. So it's, uh, um, you have one player <laughs> here this year that you sent back home, uh, Eklund, that uh, is going to be a really good player from that system. We're really excited about him. He just showed so much intelligence in his, his skating abilities, competitive, and uh, he's young, but still he's going to have a long career, don't you think? Yeah, I, I, I think so. You never know. He's still young, though, but I, like everything looks like it. Uh, he's, uh, he got that compete level. is really high. He's uh, smart out there. He, he uh, can play both ends of the rink, and, and um, he can set up his teammates. So uh, I really like the guy. He's a really good guy, too. And we've seen a lot of development over the years from there. Of course, the Sharks had Marcus Ragnarsson on that, uh, from that organization. Douglas Murray, yourself, all played uh, in Djurgården. How is Marcus Ragnarsson doing these days? He's doing really well, actually. He's, um, he's, um, he's with me, uh, with the national team. He um, take, takes care of the D. Uh, uh, so um, uh, right now, he's actually he's out over here scouting, too, but on the East Coast. We're talking to Johan Garpenloff, San Jose Sharks alumnus, who's now the head coach of the Swedish national team. He'll be guiding that team in the 2022 Olympics. And uh, right now he's on a bit of a scouting journey coming back to San Jose. When you walk into SAP Center now, it's called, it used to be called San Jose Arena, do you feel that little extra excitement and do the memories flood back for you when, uh, when you go into that building and see the rink? It does. Every time I come here, uh, I get that good feeling. Uh, we had some... Uh, fun playoffs here, uh, so uh, I got that good feeling here, yeah, for sure. You said that you got the chance to play with a couple of your heroes, and I know who they are. It happened kind of interestingly. You got to play with uh, Igor Larionov and Sergei Makarov as line mates, but uh, also Sandus Ozelinch and Jeff Norton in that first group of five that later the Red Wings kind of borrowed and won a couple of Stanley Cups with. But uh, do you remember your, your the way that that got all put together? Uh, well, I don't remember exactly what time, but uh, I, I remember that year uh, we uh, we got to play with each other there, and, and it kind of went well. Uh, we got good chemistry, uh, and then again, I I I played with my idols there, so I had a really fun year with that. Uh, but um, and that was a was a good line, I think, with uh, 
with us. And then we had uh, also Lynch and Jeff Norton behind us that really played well too and, and fit, fit us good. Uh, I think Sanders also Lynch scored 26 goals that year. It was a crazy year for him. Uh, and he, um, he kind of started out with, uh, with his career there. Arthur Zerbe, of course, was the goaltender, and we had some crazy moments with Arthur's in the net uh, with little journeys out and having fun and coming back and making big saves. But at the end of that year, after Game 7 against Toronto, when everything all ended, I understand that he got up and said that this was the best team that he ever played on in so many different ways. How did, what was special about that team? Well, <laughs> it's always tough to... to uh, well, we, we clicked together. We have a good team chemistry. Uh, we work for each other. We, um, uh, we had our roles uh, and, uh, and we had lots of fun. Uh, that comes with winning, I think, but uh, that's, it was fun to come to the rink every, every day and, and compete with these guys. You started out the season 0-8 and 1, of course, in the brand new building, and coming off a 24-point season the year before, a lot of people were wondering what was going to happen to the team. But all of a sudden, as you said, it just started to come together. You had a captain, Bob Airy, who had won a Stanley Cup, and you had that first unit of, of five that you played on. Uh, it all sort of came together in March, and then you had to play the Detroit Red Wings, your old team, and a team that you knew very, very well. Going into that series, was there any thought that you guys were going to shock the hockey world? Well, when, when you play the games, you always think you, you're good enough to win the game and you, you try to win the game as, as much as you can. Uh, but they had a really good team there. Uh, so, uh, but we were well coached by uh, Konstantin and, and uh, we had uh, uh, lots of good players on our team and a really good goaltender in Urbe. So uh, we, uh, we kind of got the games to our side and, and uh, everything went with us in that in that uh, series so uh, that game seven there was a fun one when Bakes scored that goal. Yep only with a few minutes left in the third period Bakes puts it into the net and uh, the Sharks go on to play the Toronto Maple Leafs and I, I, my memory of it was the final 10 seconds just watching a couple of frustrated fans for the Red Wings kind of shake their fist at the team because they were so angry but then seeing the joy on the other side of the ice I mean you guys felt and then of course after the game didn't know who they were going to play we went out to the airport waiting for an overtime game to end it was Calgary and Vancouver and Pavel Bure scored a goal and then we realized we were going to Toronto instead of going the other way yeah it was crazy but but uh, uh, I uh, well, I, I don't actually, <laughs> I don't remember that, that we were waiting at the airport, but we went to, the, uh, to Toronto there and, and, and played them uh, in a good series too, yeah. They were a great team, and you went to Game 7. Of course, everybody remembers what happened in Game 6. In overtime, you had that chance to win it uh, with the crossbar against Felix Potvan. How often do you relive that moment? Uh, nowadays, nowadays, not much. Uh, in the beginning there, I was thinking about it a lot. Uh, but um, I, think, I think during that series, I think we played a really good series against Toronto. I think we had chances in the game six there to put it away. Uh, not just me, that other players too. Uh, we can find a way. And, and um, when it comes to game seven, it's, you know, it's... it's um, it's tough to win game sevens and, and Toronto find a way there. So uh, that was a tough loss because I, I think if we won that game and, and went to 
this uh, third round and played in Vancouver there, we had a really good chance against them because we had a good, I think if I don't, if I'm not remembering wrong here, I think we did well during the season against them. So uh, we had confidence to play them, but we didn't get there. I remember, if my memory's right, the Sharks beat uh, Vancouver four times that year and really did well. They were a really good team, too. But, um, you know, it's always nice to look back at all of that stuff. And, of course, after you hit the crossbar, Sanders had that great chance in front, and he decided to pass it to Igor instead, and then that took away the angle. It's little things like that. How, how much uh, of those experiences have helped you now, later in your life and in your career, where now you're working with young kids who are going through some of those same experiences? Uh, well, as a player, you always learn every game you play. Uh, you take the goods with you and learn from that, and you take the, the bad things with you and learn with that. Uh, so uh, when you have a chance uh, to work with younger players, you, you always try to teach them uh, how to think during certain situations and, and talk to them about situations and games uh, as much as you can. Uh, so it's, it's more like talking to them and practicing different things. So many special people we think about. I haven't even mentioned Ulf Dahlen yet, who was on that team, scored a couple big goals the next year against Calgary in the playoffs. Um, just a very strong, strong uh, player. Do you get to see him a little bit? Yeah, he's a good friend of mine. We, uh, we see each other a lot, we talk to each other a lot too. So uh, actually I'm going down this weekend to hunt with him in Germany. So uh, it's going to be a fun weekend for, for us. I would imagine he's got to be awfully proud that his son Jonathan is playing for the same team that he played for. Uh, he is. I know that. Uh, they watch all the games live in Sweden. Um, the games go start at like 4 o'clock in the night, so it's, um, it's, it's tough watching games at that time. But they, they sit up there and watch him play. Uh, but he's really proud of uh, Jonathan. He's, he's doing well. I think uh, he's a really good offensive player. Uh, and uh, if he can just hold out this year and, and play well and learn the game here, he's going to do really well for Sharks in the future. We're visiting with Johan Garpenloff, one of the San Jose Sharks legends who we get to run into every once in a while. Uh, after you left the Sharks, you went to Florida. You had a really good season there, and you ended up being part of another expansion team in Atlanta before your NHL career ended. Um, I suppose that... Uh, uh, that expansion in the south of the United States is a little different than expansion in California? No, I, th I think the, as a team it's the same. Uh, we have lots of new guys. Uh, you try to, um, to be a good team. Uh, you try to fit together. You try to you know, uh, get better every day. Um, the fans in Florida was not used to hockey, so uh, as it was here. Uh, so, that's, so that's more like differences in that. But in Florida, when I came there, they, they sold out the building. Uh, we have really good fans there, and, and the games were really, uh, really good to play. Uh, we played down in Miami at that time. We mm -hmm. had, the new arena was not built, so, and we, uh, we had uh, a really good team there from the beginning, actually. We, uh, when I came there, we missed the playoffs with one point or two points, and then the next year we went to the playoffs. So. Uh, and, and I think we went through the final the second year too. So it's, uh, that was a good experience. That's right. Dave Lowry on that team, who later became a member of the San Jose Sharks, had that, you know, the big throwing the rats on the ice and all that stuff. Yeah, it was crazy when they uh, started that. That year was crazy with all the rats on the ice. And 
but it's fun. It's lots of memories from that. When did you decide that you wanted to be a coach? Uh, well, I had to retire for uh, for my shoulder, uh, so I was kind of sitting around uh, in Sweden, didn't know what to do, and then. Um, an old friend of mine called me and asked me if I want to be assistant coach for you, Gordon. And so I was thinking about it for uh, for a few hour, hours, and then uh, I decided to to try. And then after that, I've been working as an assistant coach. I've been working as a uh, we, we call it sports chief, a GM in Sweden uh, for that team. And I've been working around as a commentator, and um, I've been writing articles for newspapers I've been doing a lots of stuff around it I was scouting for Dallas for a bit too so I've been around it now I'm head coach uh, for I was assistant coach for the Swedish national team for three years and then now I'm a head coach there. How much has hockey changed and how much have kids changed? Everything's changed every year you get different um, you get different yeah, ages coming up and you have to teach them different from when I was younger, uh, so you have to uh, really stay up up to date with that. Uh, the game uh, have changed, as you've seen. Uh, it's not as much hitting anymore. It's not holding and grabbing as it used to be. Uh, it's faster. Uh, you have to be more quick thinking out there uh, in your decisions. Uh, so it's. Uh, you try to stay up to date with, with, with the game, how it's changing all the time. But then again, you have your system you play with uh, and after. Uh, and that's, as a coach, I try to get the guys to play after that. Uh, if, if we do that, uh, then the rest of the, uh, well, the guys have a chance to do the individual stuff uh, outside that. In your role with your garden, were you involved in finding William Eklund and uh, bringing him to that organization at all? No, no, no. I, I, I'm not been working for you, Gordon, for, uh, for 10 years, 11 years. So he was a little young back yeah, then. Yeah, he was young. Actually, I, I was coaching his dad, so I know him, uh, but uh, I have nothing to do with him for you, Gordon. Yeah. It's funny because uh, Eric Carlson said that he also played with, he played for Olfi, who coached him, and yeah. knows Jonathan, yeah. and he also knows Christian Eklund as well. Yeah, I, we played against him probably so in Sweden. So Sweden is a small country, so if you play hockey on a certain level, you know all the players. Well, that's for sure. And, of course, we, we're starting to get to know them here quite a bit, too, because we're paying attention uh, because all these players are coming from that country to come to the National Hockey League. Uh, is that a difference, too, that uh, you know kids grow up there knowing about the NHL and are aware of, of the teams? For sure. Uh, it used to be, when I was growing up, uh, the uh, national team was what you're thinking, uh, dreaming about. Uh, now it's NHL. All the young kids want to play in the NHL. So... Uh, uh, and they can see everything on TV nowadays. They have their, you know, phones, so you can see all the highlights and, and uh, YouTube, uh, all the good uh, sorrows or whatever, or, uh, all the good players play. So, uh, but uh, in Sweden nowadays, like you said, there's NHL is the uh, dream everybody has. How do you like coaching? Uh, I really enjoy it. It's lots of fun. Uh, it's the closest you uh, you can do uh, nowadays. Uh, not playing, uh, you get that good feeling down there. You you uh, a part of the game. You you uh, 
your decisions out the, uh, during the games could be a winning decision or a losing decision. So it keeps you sharp, uh, and and you get some. Uh, well, you get the pulse out there. I like that. Uh, you have to, right? Yeah. You get involved oh, yeah. in the in the oh, yeah. in the competition of the game. Yeah, well, and then again, you you. You need to have a good feel there for your team and your players and, and try to coach them the right way. One thing that hasn't changed at all in all these years is if you're going to be a professional hockey player, you have to have support of your family. And I know that uh, your wife and your, your kids are a big part of your life. Just tell us how, how life is going with everybody. Well, uh, every, everything is good, doing good with my family. My, uh, my son actually played hockey, but he, uh, he stopped playing now, so he's working. Uh, but he's uh, assistant general manager for, for a Division One team. That's the third division now, so he's doing well with that. Uh, I have a daughter uh, that um, uh, actually went over here to college for five and a half years in uh, Denver, Denver uh, University and had this uh, uh, major, do you call it major in uh, finance and, uh, uh, what do you call, uh, finance and uh, marketing? Oh, uh, uh, business. Business. Uh, yeah, MBA. 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 Yeah, do you, there you go. That's <laughs> I, the degree I, I have. Oh yeah, good for you. And her. Uh, so he's doing well uh, working in Sweden now. And my wife is uh, uh, working in Sweden too, so everybody's doing good. I just remember when they were little kids, and you know now they're adults. And uh, are they married, or are they having their kids of their own? Uh, my daughter has uh, no boyfriend. Uh, my son has a girlfriend, but no kids. So it's all—it's all just starting for you. That's—that's yeah, that's the beauty. <laughs> yeah, it is. We're looking forward to that. <laughs> well, listen, Johan, I, I really appreciate the time. It's always great to visit with you. But but all in all, the Sharks are really proud of that time when you were on the team, and you're remembered very very well here. Uh, we really respect everything you do. Marcus Ragderson, your assistant coach. Those are, those are good times. Now we've got another round of guys from Sweden coming in with Eric Carlson and William Eklund and, and, and Jonathan Dahlin and so many others. Um, we thank you so much for everything you've done for the organization. We really appreciate it whenever we get a chance to visit with you. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Johan Garpenloff will always be remembered as one of the greats in San Jose Sharks history. I'm Dan Rusinowski. Join me next time for another episode of Where Are They Now?